0: welcome everyone to episode 113 of my still nameless podcast I'm recording this on Friday January 21st at 1150 a.m getting that rare morning podcast in decided that I'm going to keep the numbering system for missing pieces because there is a whole story to be told there so this is officially 113 the name though it's a struggle I did a little bit of researchification here between last week and this week and it turns out that my number one candidate for a name Greg cast, it's already been taken. There's another Greg out there that's already rocking that name and he's been doing it for a while. I don't want to step on the man's toes. So Greg Cast is out. So I was thinking maybe number two would be Greg's World. And when you know it, there's already at least two other Greg's World podcasts out there. And it's like, dude, what am I supposed to do? That being said, there were already three other Missing Pieces podcasts out when I made Missing Pieces because I didn't have the the foresight to be like, hey, is anyone using that name? Is that even available? I just went ahead and did it, and maybe that's what I should do now. But as of right now, I, I just really don't care what this is called. It could be called Missing Pieces. It would be called Greg's Audio Journal, Greg Cast, Greg's World, Greg's anything. It's just where I sit down and I talk about my week, the things that matter to me and the things that uh, that are on my mind. So welcome to that. If you prefer to listen to this, it's available in podcast form under missing pieces. There is links down below if you want to take this on the go with you while you're doing all kinds of exciting things. Uh, but if you want to watch it on YouTube, that's cool too. I'm just trying to save you some data. You know, I'm just, just trying to help you out here, but welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate the feedback on the last episode, episode 2, AK-112. We're getting the, the numbering figured out here. I can just add 110 to every episode that we do here of the new podcast, and that's how we get our number. So there's a little bit of math for you. But this week, this was a really fun week. This week had some memories attached to it for me that I'm going to cherish forever, and thankfully for myself, I end up recording many of those memories, and they come out to you. So the one that is going to stick with me and that hopefully you got a kick out of was Clark man losing his front teeth. That was like, <laughs> it was one of those things that it was bound to happen, right? The kids had these loose teeth in his mouth for months. In fact, like a month ago or maybe six weeks ago at this point, I filmed his teeth cause I was like, yeah, these things are going to fall out any day now. So I'm going to get one last video of Clark having teeth in his mouth. Say fix my shirt here because you know, once these are gone, they're gone forever considering a wardrobe change. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be it. So I got this video while Clark was eating pizza. I was like, man, these things are out. Months go by, well, at least a month went by and Clark's teeth are still in there. They're super loose. They've done like this weird maneuver where he had like this little tight packed mouth of teeth. Which is like the weirdest sentence I've ever said in my life, uh, but the, the things started spreading out, and eventually, like his teeth were were like had a big gap, and they were like pretty much pointing like directly out. They were at a solid forty-five degree angle out of the dude's mouth, and they're super loose. He's not been chewing on them at all. Like he's he's avoiding them at all costs, and it's just been getting kind of humorous. Well, on Sunday morning, he was eating a a bagel and cream cheese. And he said to Cody that his teeth hurt, and she took a look, and like these things were, they were ready to come out. So Cody did what she always does—at least all of his, all of Clark's teeth except for the very first one, which I accidentally took out when I was wiping his face with a paper towel. It was a moment that I can't believe that I even have on video. But I wiped his like soup off his face, and uh, his tooth came with it. That was his first lost tooth, which was also a very loose one. This time, it required a little more force, I suppose, but Cody was able to extract his two front teeth out of there. And uh, it, it was just so funny. It made uh, I, what I thought was a great video. Not that the purpose was a video, but I am glad that I capture these things because like who can say that they have video of like them losing teeth, you know, and maybe no one would ever want that. But that's the whole purpose of this journal that I'm creating here, this, this time capsule, video time capsule is Someday we can look back on all these memories. We can see what life was like before, see what life was like during certain times and when certain events happened. And, you know, it kind of brings me to, a point that I made last week where I've been just trying to like, I've just been capturing the big events, you know, like I've been reluctant to just share the small things and share our day-to-day stuff. Cause I just don't feel like it's that interesting, but sometimes it's those small things that really do add up. And maybe when you do look back, it's not always the big things you want to see. You just want to see regular life. So I'm trying to make a better effort of filming stuff Um, I'm just struggling in the wintertime with nothing to do. And I know you guys don't want to just see me do the same thing every day. You know, sending Clark off to school, working on video stuff. Like that, I don't don't know if there's really uh, anyone that wants to see that, but I think maybe I can turn it into something. I think maybe if I do like one weekly show where it's like, hey, here's all the stuff that I did. uh, I think maybe just the most important thing, and again, this is like, if this is your first time watching, this is my free therapy, you're my therapist. You just don't know it yet and I'm not paying you for this. Uh, so thank you for that. But maybe the biggest thing that I can do is just record. Just, you know, I've got my phone in my pocket all the time. Just start filming stuff. If it never turns into anything, it never turns into anything, you know? Just just film, see what comes of it. But that was one thing. The whole teeth thing was, was an awesome little thing to film. And that, of course, became a video this week. And now Clark Man is running around with no teeth in his mouth. And that whole thing is just like, it's a whole moment within itself, you know? I'm sure everyone that's watching this probably remembers when they didn't have their front teeth. And uh, what an experience that is. And he's just hilarious looking now too. So (laughs) it's, it's pretty darn good. And it's just, it's just like, wow, we're in that moment right now. And I think about this oftentimes as a father, you know, the moments that you pass through and maybe it's sometimes like I'm trying to like see him while they're happening now, but then you look back and you're like, oh, remember that time when Clark started walking, or he started talking, or the first time he did this, or this happened. Like I know, like as I'm experiencing this right now, this is one of those landmark moments where you lose your front teeth. So you'll see him, I guess, in some future videos here with with no tooth, toothless, toothless, as we're calling him. It's uh, it's fun stuff. But uh, even more than that, the next day might have been quite possibly my favorite day of the week. Actually, it was my favorite. It was my absolute favorite day of the week. And maybe for a while now, because it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Clark Manhattan office school. So I already knew we were in for a banger. It's always a great time when we're off together because I try to do something special with him. And uh, it was made better because there was a snowstorm that day. And Cody had a remote day. They were just doing like an in-service day at the school. So what would have traditionally happened is the kids are off. The teachers are there. They do all the the background stuff that they need to do behind the scenes uh, while the students enjoy a day off. But in this case, we were all home together. And Cody was able to get her work done uh, in a a good amount of time that we were able to go outside and just have a blast out there building a snowman. At least some of us. Some of us had actual work to do. I'm not bitter. You are. But uh, I had to do some shoveling and stuff. But we did have our our driveway plowed, which was amazing because I had a snowblower or snow thrower. I don't know what people call them. Pennsylvania, would call them snowblowers. It's a thing that you drive down your Driveway sidewalk whatever and it shoots the snow away. I had one It was pretty much a pile my father-in-law found it at a yard sale like a long time ago it progressively Turned into more of a pile and I just got rid of it because I didn't have like anywhere to store it. So I thought you know what? I'm gonna see how much it costs to plow a driveway versus what it costs to have a snowblower and It turned out that I think like the cheapest snowblower I could find at Lowe's was like nine hundred dollars And I can't remember offhand what they're charging me. It really depends on how much snow there is. Like if it's just a little snow, they charge little and it goes up progressively from there. But I was like, man, they'd have to come a lot of times for this to equal out. And there could be a chance that we have a year where it really doesn't snow at all. So I was kind of betting betting on that side of things where I was like, instead of spending $900 now and having to buy this, store it, and do all the work, why not call the people that they're literally sitting beside the phone waiting for me to call them to do this? Like I make videos. In fact, while they were plowing our driveway this this time, I was making a video. That's what I do for a living. Snow plowers plow snow for a living. Like let's let's do the thing that we do well. You're a much better snow plower than I am. and I'm a much better video maker than you are most likely. So they came, did a fantastic job. They even did the, the sidewalk too. And it was just like a relief having that done. So that was my first time getting plowed and we are almost into February. So say maybe it snows once or twice in February. March, you might get the rogue snowstorm here, but that could be it. So it might be years and years before I ever have to actually spend $900 and I don't have to do anything, which is wonderful. It can be here in my nice warm house, or outside shoveling. Because uh, they unfortunately they don't come out and do your decks and stuff like that. Nor would I really want that. In fact, like when these people come, because we have our grass done as well, I would typically mow my own grass, but we have this thing called the doom drop, as Clark called it out back. And it's, it's a very sketchy place to do pretty much anything. And it, it unfortunately needs mowed, and I don't want to do that. So I have people mow my grass and I always feel like, uh, I feel like my manlyhood like slip away from me if like when those people come here, like I never want them to see me. <laughs> one time I was out grilling and they were mowing and I was like, Oh, cause I don't know, I guess it, when you're a guy and maybe if, if there's other guys watching this, you can, you can comment on this you don't want other guys doing your man stuff for you, you know like one th- it's one thing like getting your car worked on because maybe that's something that you don't have the skill for. When someone's mowing your grass and you're grilling steaks, you kind of feel you feel like less. Or whatever. But you know, you could also feel like more. Like I've made it to a place in my life where professionally I'm doing pretty decent and I can pay someone to mow my grass while I cook dinner or while I'm making a video or I'm recording a podcast on occasion. They'll come they'll come here like right at the worst time of the week. I'll be recording a podcast and hear the mower start up. I'm like, Oh ah, no of all times, guys. But yeah, that's, you know, I'm happy to support somebody that that's what they do for a living. They do a fantastic job. It saves me time that I can be putting into what I do. It's specialization of labor, really. That's me trying to justify it. Everyone does what they do really well and everything becomes a well-oiled machine. That's how I'm justifying it. But that was a great time. We made a, a pretty funny snowman out there who, unfortunately, over the last few days, he's, he's starting to see a uh, the effects of a really warm day and then a lot of wind he's losing all of his components and he's essentially turning into just a, an ice mound at this point but making a snowman is always fun and especially with the one that we made because i bought this kit off of target when they were doing this lego collaboration and it was uh it was like all these large size lego items that we stuck all over him so he had like a top hat he had these little like speedy eyes he had studs going down for buttons he had a wand for a hand a walkie-talkie for another hand it was pretty funny, and um, yeah, it was that was one of those memories that I'm happy to have, and the fact that Cody was off with us too to enjoy that was was awesome. So it's almost like the the, the weather system knew it was like tomorrow is a day off. Let's make it a day off for everybody, so we're all here, and it kind of gave me a vision of what we're going to see if we just survive the next five months or so once summer's back in, and then it's like, you know, that's when we're at we're full staff here at whatever this is. <laughs> Greg Industries and uh, we get to have all kinds of fun and, and and share our experience doing that which is just wild and I always like to think about that. In fact, I reminisced on that this week while I was making a Lego video. I was just thinking like man, I get like I get money to, to do this and to to enjoy like what is my number one hobby? It's it's inc- it's incredible. Speaking of Lego, I know this isn't a Lego podcast and it's I guess it's about as much of a Lego podcast as it's always been. Another memory that I had of that day of the snowstorm before we went outside, we did a Lego haul video, and then we opened up the Lego Sonic set. Sonic the Hedgehog is one of my favorite childhood memories, playing Sega Genesis, playing Sonic. Uh, I remember getting it for, I think it was Christmas in 94, and I got the the pack that included the Sega Genesis, which was like the smaller one, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and that became my absolute jam. And it was fun to see Clark also fall in love with Sonic, not only the games, but the... the cartoon as well unfortunately if you've ever seen it you know what i'm talking about it's not as bad as the mario one but it's 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 kids would like it and for us to get a lego set that's based on sonic was really cool and clark and i came over and we did a live stream where we built it up and it was just like a whole experience we did like the from the opening of the box to the to the opening of the set to the build and it was just like a, a complete experience and we got to live stream that and share it uh, so i had I I, I don't know, I just one of those days, man. It's just one of those days that I look back on, I'm just like, darn, that was cool. It's weird that I guess it's, our day is kind of separated among two different channels. Actually three, actually three, because I haven't even told you about what we did in the evening that night. That was playing a new game that I got called Riders Republic for the PlayStation 5. This is a game that I've had my eye on for a while that came out in, I think it was October of 2021. And even when we went Walmart shopping the one day and we ended up getting Mario Party, I had my eye on Riders Republic, which at the time I think was like $40. I saw it on sale on Amazon for 20 And I was like, this is my price point. Let's get this and try it out. And what this game is, it's very appropriate for the time of year that we're in right now. It's a, a really fantastic extreme sports game where everything takes place on this giant mountain with all these various, as Clark would call them, biomes in the world of Minecraft, but uh, you can do things like mountain biking, like downhill mountain biking, racing. You can do skiing, snowboarding, there's wingsuits, there's like rocket suits. It's it's crazy, and this is all taking place in real time. There's other riders on the mountain as well, and then you can persip- participate in all these different events, whether they be races or tricks or whatever, and Clark and I played that in the evening on Greg's Arcade, which is my gaming channel that you should totally check out. I'm doing a lot of stuff over there. That's where like all of my streaming takes place. So we had just a blast playing that game. It turned out pretty nice. I will say, like, I think what they're trying to go for with that game is very much like a extreme sports version of Forza Horizon 5 or whatever Horizon. And I think I like racing in the cars better. I'm not really into like the tricks and stuff. I just want to race down the mountain on a mountain bike or on skis or whatever. I don't feel like tricking out and doing all that. So Forza is still my jam, which I also play over on Greg's Arcade. You should subscribe. (laughs) just kidding. Um, But yeah, gaming is, I, I think I mentioned this before in podcasts, but I see the gaming channel as probably the channel with the most opportunity in the future for us. I would say in the next five to 10 years, I would say that that channel is going to experience the most growth among all the channels in terms of like regular viewers, because I see Clark man going in that direction. As much as he enjoys building Lego sets, specifically making his own stuff, which he also built a bunch of mocks this week that we uploaded a video on Brickitect. This, This isn't an advertisement. This is just like all the things I'm doing he loves gaming specifically minecraft and i see a future for him and for us as as this gaming being like a bigger and bigger part of our life as he's maybe like 10 years old or 12 or whatever that's just i think the natural progression of things so i feel like in me kind of developing this now i'm kind of setting us up for that future because life is all about various like uh I think of life as like, you're swinging through the jungle on on branches, you know, like vines and you grab one and you swing on it. And sometimes that one comes to an end and you have to grab another one and then you grab another one and then you grab another one. And sometimes the direction that you go as you're swinging takes a completely different direction than what you were on before. But you always have to have faith that one of those vines is gonna be there for you to grab. And so far, in my life, I felt like I've always had a vine to grab. And sometimes these vines take me to some incredible vistas where I can just spectate. Uh, so that's kind of leading me into my next topic that I want to discuss here. I took one of these vines this week into a direction that I felt like I wanted to go, but ultimately ended up becoming a failure. And that was, I made a Lego mail video. with was something that we do. We've been doing it for like three or four years now been doing these mail time videos because people asked us to open up a PO box. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I was thinking maybe like six months, everyone that wanted to send us something would have done that, I was just gonna close it. I only paid for the first six months. But it turns out that it never really ended and we've been getting mail every single week almost since that time. And Clark and I have been making mail videos where I share our experience opening those up and showing off the stuff and thanking the people and trying to do my best to get like the whole thing as everything's happening very quickly. And for me, like, I got bored doing the same thing over and over. And I know that sounds kind of weird, like maybe it sounds unappreciative that people are sending us stuff. But as a creator, you always want to like try new things. I don't want to get stagnant. And I was like, you know what if we're gonna do mail time going forward, especially this year since like 2022 has been my year where I've been trying a lot of new things and moving things, creating new series, moving podcasts, coming up, we're trying to come up with new names. I felt like, This is something I wanna try. So the journal process has been really good for me, not only on this channel and in this form, but I also do like a thing on my Lego channel where I talk about my week in Lego, which is just like this, only with some Lego content spliced in. Essentially, like I broke missing pieces off into that and it's been doing like much better than missing pieces. And I broke the non-LEGO stuff off into whatever this is called. And this is doing much better than missing pieces. So like it, th- good moves there. I guess I made a bad move, not in not moving it, but in just changing the format. Cause this week I tried doing a journal style where instead of like bringing the camera with us as we're opening everything and like, and doing a narration live on the spot, I just set the camera up and kind of, we just we just did it. We just opened up and did it like as though nothing was there. And then afterwards I did a voiceover, which actually was a lot more work for something that ultimately failed, but I kind of cut all the footage down and then I scripted everything that I wanted to say. And I never script anything other than like right now, I have like several lines of text here that are just bullet points of things I wanna talk about today. But I scripted everything that I wanted to say I did a voiceover on that and with the footage, it was a really tight, like really good package, about 3 minutes long, and I was like really proud of it when I was done. I was like, "Man, this is really cool. This really does feel like a journal." But then I had Cody watch it, and she was like, eh, "It's okay." I'm like, "Okay?" And she was and she wasn't like loving it, and I knew then like there was a problem with this. Uh, Because I was thinking she would she'd be as big of a fan of as I am Uh, And then I noticed that when the comments started coming in people weren't loving it And they weren't loving it for the reason that I think a lot of people subscribe to our channels and that is because we Actively share our experience in an authentic way and this took that away You couldn't hear our reactions or what we're saying or the things that were happening in the moment instead It was just a voiceover and I totally agree with those people I was kind of bummed though because I felt like it created a better product It was like, it it felt like more professional, but I don't think people are necessarily looking for for professional. And sometimes I feel like maybe I overthink things like that. I think people are, are happy, like people would literally be happy if I just took my iPhone, I hit the record button and just filmed what we're doing. I think they probably would have loved that. Even with no edits, they would have loved that more than all the work that I put into making this like a really tight three minute episode of Mail Time where everything was like, I oh, had like the awesome B-roll showing all of the stuff. Like it just, it looked good and the audio was good, but it it just wasn't, it didn't hit with the audience that I have. And historically I've I've said, don't cater to a particular audience because people come and go. The way YouTube works, like when you see my channels and subscriber count, those aren't just active people on here. They're people that subscribed maybe three years ago and maybe they loved what I was doing at the time and this was like their favorite thing, but then you know, two months later they're into doing something else and we kind of go by the wayside and that's fine, that happens, I do that. There could be a channel that's like my favorite YouTube channel one year and then maybe the next year it's kind of like, yeah, I kind of got burned out on that and that's totally fine. So for me, the idea has always been to create what I like to make and what I prefer to do and to go my direction and then hope that there's other people that will follow in that direction with me and it's always worked I always use the example of when I brought Clark on to Brickitect as as the number one reason you should do this when I first brought him on people hated it they hated having a little kid on the channel they wanted the solo stuff right I ignored those people I just kept making the things that I want to make I was home with my son all day I wanted to enjoy this Lego journey and we did just that and you know what happened? Tons of people came over and loved exactly what we're doing. And those people that didn't like it, they left. I never heard from them again, right? Did it matter? No, it didn't. One pe- one person leaves, three people replace them. That's what I always think of when someone tells me, like when they leave that like snarky comment, like unsubscribe, oh, I hate you unsubscribe. I'm like, you just been replaced by two people. And I know that sounds like cocky or whatever, but that's how I like, uh, I don't cry on the inside when when I, I see those things, because sometimes negative comments, they do hurt. And by sometimes, I mean all the time. Uh, I always say you can get 99 of the best comments, people saying you're like the greatest thing since sliced bread, this is the most fascinating thing they've ever watched. You get that one person that says you suck, I hope you die, that will completely crush you. And even 10 years plus into doing this, those negative comments, like they still have that, uh, that impact. Uh, luckily that doesn't happen very often and if it is it's usually just little little kids that are that are I think probably unhappy in their lives and um maybe there's a the jealousy involved there too because most of them are directed towards Clark Clark's spoiled Clark doesn't deserve this Clark's an idiot you know wh- whatever I just delete them. I block the person and move on but it's just it's just sad that that's you, you just can't be happy for somebody you know you can't celebrate with them especially somebody that's not trying to like take advantage of you like a lot of channels that have kids on them or advertise to you or whatever. It's just, you know, it's just, we're doing our thing. And uh, I guess you're. it's fair for you to judge that because that's what people do, you, you judge people. And on YouTube with that open comment section, that's a place where people feel like they can throw their opinion out regardless if it's something that's productive or non-productive or damaging. That's what it's there for. I took a quick drink break there and realized Just how much of a tangent I went off there, but I do want to bring this back to the purpose of this conversation, and that was failure. I failed this week, and I told you guys before that the purpose of this podcast isn't just to tell you all the good things that's happening. It's not like what you see on most of social media where it's everything's perfect, whether it be Instagram, YouTube, wherever. Everyone puts out the best version of themselves. This is the real version of myself, and sometimes things go good, some things they don't. Sometimes you try things that work, Sometimes you try things that fail, but at least you tried, right? Speaking of trying and failing, well, maybe not failing. You're going to think this is probably good. But for me and the goals that I've set, this is a failure. I've been doing my weight loss journey and sharing that here. And last week, I lost over two pounds. I was really proud of that. Really happy to announce that to you. This week, I'm not so happy to announce my results. I only went down 0.4 pounds this week. I went from 181.8 down to 181. That being said, I did lose a total of 6.2 pounds since I started this journey, which has been about three weeks. So I'm still having a good average. This week, though, it was just kind of like I actually went up for a little bit. Like after I made the podcast over the weekend, it was kind of creeping up. I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Because I felt like I was still doing the right things. I was still exercising. But, you know, I guess you can't expect to lose every single day, which is kind of what my expectation is. Like my ideal goal is to lose about two and a half pounds a week. So I'm way off of that. But I want to get on that scale every day and I want to see that inch down lower and lower. And it it does sometimes, but then some days you'll see it pop. And like a lot of times I know it's because of what I ate for dinner the night before, if it was uh, heavy in sodium you know, your body retains that water. And for all I know, maybe tomorrow I get on the scale and I'm down like another pound or whatever. And that'll be great because it'll add into next week. But I want to do better than that. And I've been doing a a couple new things to try to get better. Of course, I told you about my elliptical and and weight training stuff that I do. And I'm trying to do like the one meal a day, although I broke that yesterday because I was just super hungry. So I made a BLT for lunch. Uh, so we had this bacon. I bought this turkey bacon, and my sandwich wasn't too bad other than like the mayonnaise and I guess bread if you you know if you're anti-carb. but I had that for lunch and then we just had like a regular dinner and I don't have any breakfasts. I don't drink um, outside of iced tea, which has a little bit of sugar in it, but not much. I don't drink anything that has calories in it. So I'm not no longer taking calories in that are empty like through um, sodas and stuff like that. I haven't had a soda since Clarkman's birthday, but I have had zevia, which is like a, it's, it's, I guess it has stevia in it as opposed to regular sugar, zero calories. It doesn't taste as good, but it gives you that little bit of carbonation that you need in your life. So if we have, you know, if if we have like a meal, like a hamburger, for example, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to crack a, a Zevia. Dr. Zevia is my jam. I like the grape, but they didn't have it there. So Dr. Zevia is like Dr. Pepper. So that's as close as I'm getting to having sodas. I'm not having any like Coke or Pepsi or anything like that because that's just, it's just pure sugar and tons of calories that I can't afford to take on. I'm trying to get rid of the calories that I have. So 0.4 pounds, not the greatest victory there or not even close in my opinion, but still down. This comes off of a month of December where I went up like crazy between like cookies and uh, Thanksgiving and and all of the stuff that comes with New Year's and all of that. That was the most decimating month that I've had, but I'm, I'm, At the point right now where i've pretty much lost almost everything that i put on in december so that's good and then it's just a matter of going down from there my next thing that i want to hit and i would love to be there by the next time i do this podcast which is i'm putting this little bit of pressure on me to get there i'd love to be down below 180 i'd love to be at least 179.9 which i mean is only one and a half pounds so i should be able to get there my goal ultimately is 159.9 so right now i'm 21.5 away from that but if i've lost over six since the end of December and we're right now are in January 21st it seems doable right maybe it's going to get harder as the further i go but i'm willing to work and do what i need to do to get there and one thing that i wanted to add this week and which is my win of the week was I've been getting into VR, and I think I talked about this probably a little bit last week. But I've been really getting into VR this week, and I found this new game that I just absolutely love that I want to share with you. It's on Oculus Quest, which is a VR headset. You know, you put the thing on. It's what you, if you've never seen VR before, it's what you'd expect in VR. You put this headset on. You have these two things in your hands, and this game that I've been playing is called Super Hot. And the premise of this game is you are in like this white void. I mean, you can see things. Like, imagine everything is just, like, white, but there's things that you stand around and behind and stuff. There's obstacles. You could be in a room, but everything's white. And the enemies are in red. They're just, like, full red figures, which is kind of scary, but also kind of cool. And the catch to this game is that all these guys are trying to kill you, but they only move, and time only moves, when you move. So when you start the level, you might start out standing here, and there might be three people in the room with you. Maybe one of them has a gun, one of them has a knife, and one of them's unarmed, but they're all trying to get you. They're not moving though. You look down, you might have a gun there just waiting for you to pick up. You might have a knife, you might have any random object. And when you reach down to pick that up, those guys start slowly moving towards you. Or maybe one of them shoots that has the gun and like the bullets in the air. And the more you move and the more gestures you make, the faster time moves. So you have to be very careful as to how you move around this level because it's it's like an action game. You like feel like you're in the matrix because you can see like bullets coming at you and you can like literally like move over and dodge them. But it's also a puzzle game because you have to identify who is your biggest threat, who's closest to you and and what items are you gonna use if any because you can punch people too to kill these guys. And when you kill them, they just shatter into pieces. So it may sound like a really violent game but it's all in like this virtual Simulation where the guys, they don't look like humans. When you shoot somebody with a gun or punch them, they explode in like into shards of glass. And I've been playing this game and loving every minute of it. It's the most fun that I've had playing video games in forever because you are like you're on the ground, you're on your knees, you're moving around, and it's a pretty good workout. Like it doesn't make you sweat like crazy, like thrill the fight, like a boxing game. But I'll say this when I got up yesterday, my legs were sore. Like my quads were sore from like moving around and playing that game. And it's like, if you're going to exercise, if you're going to get some activity, why not do something that you're also having fun with that you don't even realize you're doing it? So throw the fight. That's like heavy. Like I'm like sweating when I'm done with that game. And this is like a, not really a cool down, but it's, it's fun just being active and playing a game. And like I said, it's, it, it's so darn immersive and to feel like you're there and to be like, you know, shooting these shots and like doing all these maneuvers and stuff and feeling like you're like uh, Keanu Reeves in the Matrix, it's it's incredible. And I, I haven't experienced anything like that before. And I've played, you know, other, a few other VR games, but this is the one that just like made me fall in love with VR. Uh, so I've been streaming that on my Craig's Arcade channel in the afternoons I'll play before I pick Clark Man up. And it's, it's pretty cool that I've, I figured out how to stream it. That was like the first accomplishment, but you can see me like on the left side of the screen, you see me moving around the room looking absolutely foolish. Like if you want to look dumb, put a VR headset on and play and have have people watch you. And then like the right side of the screen is the actual game. So you can see a little bit of both, but I move everything out of here. Like the coffee table gets moved, everything gets slid out. And then I play in this like rectangle here and it's, uh, it's just been a lot of fun. So I, I just been loving it. I just, I really love it and I think about that game and I'm trying now to find other stuff that will be similar to that that I can get immersed in because it's one thing when you're sitting here playing a video game and you have a controller in your hands and you're watching the TV, but when you have that headset on and you're playing in there and you're moving around a lot, you lose all concept of time and space. You have no idea where you are in the room. Like I'll take my headset off, I'll, I'll be facing, I'll be standing against the wall in the back like facing the wall, I have no idea. It's, it's crazy. It's it's just nuts. And I'm really excited to see where the technology goes. I would love it someday. And I know this is going to get real weird. But if you didn't have to have that big headset on, if you just have like a pair of glasses that wrap around with like earbuds that pop in your ears, you wouldn't have that weight. And if they could do something with your hands that you wouldn't have to have anything in your um, like controllers in your hands, that would be really neat too. Because then it would be like truly like immersive, I feel like. So... Yeah, if anything I think it'd be really good used as like a display for playing games, traditional ones. So if you have a controller in your hands and you're sitting here playing, wouldn't like a first-person shooter game be so much better if you were inside the game as opposed to sitting there watching it on a 2D space? But I don't know if people are into it. I don't know if it's a hit with with most folks because I don't know, I just feel like it's too weird and too new. I think people like the, the traditional way of playing games. But for me, this is just like a game changer for me. And the fact that I get up and move around and feel like I'm actually there while I'm playing it, that compounded with the fact that I'm streaming it and making content of it, it feels like it all works out together. Uh, so I suppose I could do that from the elliptical too. I could get on there and fire up a live stream and be on there. But yeah, I'm just. I, I feel like I'm doing the right things. I just wanna see more results. And maybe you'll have weeks like this. So 0.4 pounds this week. Hoping to see more through all of my stuff that I'm doing and making the right decisions. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to hit my goal next week for being under 180 and never see that again. Because then you just keep going down and down. And then like, I guess my next goal is going to be like one. I, I always like to get to the nines. You know, you want to get out of that that class you're in so i want to get below 180 i want to get below 170 and then right below 160 and then that i'm done i'm done then it's just like i guess maintaining or muscle building or whatever uh so yeah that's that's pretty much my week had a lot of fun this week especially with with clark and uh that snow day and all the stuff we did that day um had a little bit of a setback with with the video that i made trying a new style uh, had a setback with the weight thing but overall i would say this is a really great week and I'm really proud of all the things that we were able to accomplish and all the experiences I got to have, all the memories I got to, to have stored here and also to share with you. I'm happy with all of it. Uh, I'm just going to keep working, keep doing what I'm doing, sharing it with you, staying accountable. And I hope that you are too. I hope you're working towards whatever goals that you have, whatever they might be. Just know that even if it's just a little bit, and I'm trying to tell myself this, because even if you have like these massive goals, you got to take like a little step, you know, and that little step can be 0.4 pounds because that just leads you into the next and you just keep going down. Just don't go up. Just don't Just don't leave your goal, right? That's my plan. If I went up, I would just, I, I don't know. That would be the end of it. But speaking of end of it, perfect segue. That's the end of this week's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a glorious rest of your week and we'll see you in the next unnamed Greg's podcast.